you think I'm ugly? Sexually transmitted diseases. I hate literally everything about myself. Erectile dysfunction. Low libido can have a strong effect. Low back pain. So you want to lose weight. What taught you not to be confident? Mm -hmm. Hello and thank you for joining us. I am Dawn Mugel, a board certified nurse practitioner and owner of a new Dawn Wellness Center. I'm Tatiana Britton, fitness expert and owner of Better Body with Tati. Where we will combine the world of wellness, fitness, and aesthetics to bring you the Body, Sex, and Disconnect podcast where it's okay to talk about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Body, Sex, and Disconnect podcast with your two favorite ladies in the whole freaking world, Tati and Dawn over here. Thanks for tuning in again. We are going to maybe touch base on what Dawn has really been eager to talk about. Um, and a lot of you guys have been really hoping we dive more into regarding anal. Um, it may <laughs> Dawn thought I was going to be serious here. No, we, we actually might touch base on it very quickly. But we actually are going to talk about what we left off on our last week's little Fun Fact Friday regarding sex drive. And... I want to preface by not trying to solely call out women on this podcast because lack of sex drive can affect men and women. Absolutely. However, I wanted to touch base a little today on a lot of women that do struggle with having lack of a sex drive, especially around like hormonal imbalances and how a lot of times then when they talk with their friends and, you know, they feel like, okay, I'm not having enough sex or my husband and I talk and I know he wants more sex for me and I'm just not feeling like it or whatever it is. Then they talk with their other female friends like, oh, honey, I don't have sex. You don't have sex when you're married this long. That's not a thing. You're fine. You just don't have to have sex with your husband. <laughs> so they start to think, oh, okay, well, then I'm good. When in reality, it might actually be a red flag to something else going on in their life. Absolutely. And we're going to dive into that. But I just want to make sure that people listening to this know Lack of sex drive can affect men and women. It sometimes appears to be more prevalent in women, right. um, but this doesn't mean that there aren't men out there that also are not having as much sex in their right. life as well. And even sometimes you can see couples or, or listen to couples where it's affecting both partners. Both partners are having a lack of sex drive. Mm -hmm. And so then yes. you get in that kind of rut of, well, what's the big deal? I don't really care if we do, and he doesn't really care if we do, so who cares if we do? But some, some interesting... Um, research on that, specifically on having sex with your partner in a loving relationship, not just anyone on Tinder, but like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't advise that. Right. It's cool no. if you do it. I'm not judging. No, but, but, but <laughs> in a loving relationship, um, I think some things to point out that are beneficial to your health is there are studies that show that it actually decreases depression and anxiety. It can lower blood pressure, uh, better heart health, lower risk of heart disease, can improve your immune system, offers pain relief, better sleep, less stress, gear, and it also a greater self-esteem. And so you think, okay, well, gosh, why aren't we all having sex then? Because I'm like, well, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Time to take who care does, of some business. Who doesn't need all of those things? <laughs> I mean, I don't know anyone that couldn't benefit from either having some of those things or improving some of those things. And the reason this happens is because when you have sex with your partner who you love, um, it releases a hormone in your body called oxytocin, which is, for lack of a better way to explain it, it's the feel-good 
it's the feel-good hormone that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy and happy inside. So it's definitely something um, to talk about, even if both of you are not having a big sex drive. An interesting little fun fact that I read that I actually did not know, and so now I'm going to share it just because I thought it was interesting. Did you know that having sex releases that oxytocin and then you feel great and all those things I read off can be a benefit of that? But did you know that self-masturbation... Although it still releases that hormone, it doesn't release the same level of hormone. So even though you will get still some benefit from it, that it is not the same as having intimacy and intercourse with your partner. Mm. I thought that was interesting. I know. Who would have thought? But also it kind of makes sense because if you think about too, like I relate oxytocin, even something people can kind of relate to like during the shutdowns and COVID times and, you know, studies or what's the word um speculations they were making regarding like depression rates and anxiety Mm -hmm. rates and whatever else and literally something so simple as as humans we are humans of touch like we thrive off of touch and when it was for two plus years because for some people it is still going on in their lives not hugging people right and touching people that releases oxytocin Mm -hmm. and many of us were not receiving oxytocin a hormone that our body literally needs to flourish and to decrease like depressive thoughts and things like that so that's what I think of I'm like it kind of makes sense because it's like yeah naturally when you masturbate okay you release it but there's something to be said about another party involved or like hugging your pets okay that I'm sure oxytocin's released with that but you know you didn't get to hug your coworkers or hug your family members during that shutdown so it's like you had little bits of oxytocin release but just slightly different and and I think too like as far as masturbation and all that goes is also like that feeling like I feel like anyone can relate to this like after you masturbate like you feel good and stuff but then it's like you're also like well fuck I'm just alone here (laughs) so it's like you know what I mean (laughs) or like I mean someone listening to this has to relate someone else is laughing as much as you are right now I guarantee it are they like oh my god yes or like there there are these joke memes out there and it was something about like after you you finish and you're masturbating and your porn video is still on and you're like ew get this off like you're just instantly grossed out by yourself and what you were watching so it's like maybe that's why because you never feel grossed out and alone after having sex with your loving partner I mean I hope not I mean, if so, that's a topic for another time. But anyway, I just kind of thought about that. Well, okay, back on the topic of sex and how much sex Someone's going to comment have. and be like, I get it. Right. I'm, I'm there with I'm you. I'm there with you. But anyway, yes, so how much? What is, what is the dose here? Okay, so um, several studies that I read are showing once a week seems to be a healthy number. Now, that is not to say if with you have... With your partner. Yeah. Not, not masturbation. Right. Not okay. to say if you don't have an amazing sex life and you two are both a big high sex drive and you're having sex every day that there's anything wrong with it. There certainly isn't. But all those benefits and feel-good hormones and all the things that I rattled off that that your body can benefit from, seem, the magic number seems to be once a week. There aren't any studies that show um, an improvement in those benefits more than that, but definitely a decrease in those benefits if not at least once a week. So once to twice a week seems to be that happy number that we should strive for. And in relation to like something we kind of touched base on last week, which makes me wonder, and I don't know based off these studies, But say maybe you're having sex less than that, you know, due to scheduling or stress, or what I'm going to dive into is communicating with your partner. I wonder if 
there's still like a satisfaction in people's sex lives of, hey, we only have sex, you know, once every other week, or lately it's only been once a month. However, we're both really satisfied with that because we've communicated with each right. other and we've let each other know, hey, babe, I'm super stressed at work right now. I want to have sex with you. I find you very attractive. I just want to cuddle tonight or can we kiss or maybe not have sex, but you want to do other things that maybe take less energy from you. But it makes me wonder too if... There's still maybe not the hormonal or the health benefits, but the satisfaction of the relationship could still be there if you're having sex less and communicating with why that is with your well, partner. Well, absolutely, because it's like you led me into what I was oh, just about to say. Oh, whoa, segue. Uh, there is another study that I was looking at while we were talking that actually talks about that exactly, and it specifically says that although sex matters in your relationship and is important, uh, it is takes a back seat to the quality of sex, mm -hmm. love, affection, and communication with your partner are all more important than the act of sex there itself. There we go. Because mm -hmm. you know, here's what I think is a common theme in marriages or long-term relationships, whatever it is that's happening. I just know more so in marriages. But one of the partner is not one of the partners is not receiving sex from the other partner and they don't want to bring it up like they just don't want to say anything i don't want to insult them or i don't want to nag them or i've already tried to make the move like i'm always the one trying to make the move and they never want to have sex with me i just need to drop it so it's like if they instead would just communicate more so and just be like hey what's going on like are you know maybe have a conversation like are you still attracted to me? Is there something that you need from me that I'm not giving you? Or would you rather try something else? Whatever it is, if they communicate that versus just not bringing it up, right. then maybe they still don't have more sex. Like you may not have sex still for another one, two, three months, depending what's going on with your partner. Maybe your partner's having hormonal imbalances. Maybe your partner's stressed. Maybe your partner just is going through their own stuff, whatever it is. Maybe you don't have more sex, but you at least now have communicated it or you ask them, hey, would you like me to still try to make moves? Would you like me to make those advances? Or do you want to try something new? Is there something that we haven't tried that you'd rather be into? Or I'm sorry, you're stressed. How can we help de-stress you that isn't sex? So having those conversations may not increase the frequency of the sex that you have, but it can make your relationship more satisfactory. Is that the right yeah. word? Satisfactory? Well, and I'll tell you something else to consider, too, is especially for women. I'm going to talk to women here for a minute. Um, the less sex you have, it's kind of like um, use it or you lose it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You'll understand in a minute. The less sex you have, the more it can affect your lubrication, the elasticity of your tissue, how much um, the tissue becomes a little thin like and clitoral atrophy I was yeah, learning about. all kinds of things can happen yeah, by not using it. And so something really to consider is obviously libido and sex drive. Not only could it be hormonal or relationship-based or stress or other things, um, but it also could be just because a woman, it's not comfortable to have intercourse. And an interesting study, another one, talks about that exactly and says that sex actually boosts your vaginal lubrication. The blood flow to the vagina increases, elasticity of the tissue increases, all of which makes for better, more pleasurable sex and heightens your libido. So it's like, you know, maybe if you're not there just yet and you kind of work towards that goal of getting there, the more you use it, the more you'll want to use it. And sometimes men just opening up that conversation to say, hey, 
I want to have sex with you. I feel like maybe lately you're not attracted to me or you don't want to have sex with me and I don't want to keep pushing it because I know a lot of times men feel uncomfortable by continuing to push their wives. Like I said, this isn't just women who struggle with having a lack of a sex drive, but as Don was talking about just in terms of women's sexual health and maybe some things they can experience like discomfort with sex or sexual dry or vaginal dryness, whatever it is. But if the man just kind of opens up that conversation with his wife or whatever, whoever he's having sex with and just has that conversation, then maybe creating that open space will give her the space to then say, hey, I also want to have sex with you, but it's just not been comfortable for me. And then they can discuss maybe she is experiencing vaginal dryness or whatever it is, but they can open up about sex maybe not being the most comfortable for her um, because I think that can be a big reason why people aren't having sex and they feel uncomfortable because they think it may be an insult to their partner. Like, oh, sex is uncomfortable for me. He's going to think I don't like it. So the easiest way is to just like, oh, I'm I'm just too stressed to have sex or I, you know, we just don't bring it up. And I know he'll stop making moves after a while after I deny him enough time. So I think just by even talking about it, once again, communication is key by bringing that up and opening the conversation for it so each partner can talk about it comfortably, that sets the tone for a very, very healthy sex life, a very healthy relationship, because like Don and I talked on, sometimes it's less so even the frequency. Maybe that one time a week is what our bodies and our hormones benefit from. But in terms of your actual satisfaction of the sex in your relationship, it may not have to be one time a week, but by communicating and talking with each other, hey, maybe we've been stressed or maybe we've just been not getting enough sleep or maybe sex isn't as enjoyable for you or, hey, I'm struggling to have a sex drive for whatever reason it may be. We'll figure out process of elimination. Maybe we can't have sex every day or once a week or as much as we used to. But as long as we communicate it, we can still thrive and we can be happy with one another and feel comfortable with one another and get creative with other methods to sexually bond, even if it's not your traditional sexual intercourse. So with that all being said, Dawn has had to head to a patient. So we're going to wrap this up. But on the next episode, we are going to talk about ways that you can communicate new things with your partner, maybe discuss what some other reasons may actually be for why you're not having a sex drive and just creating some normalcy around, hey, it's okay to not have a sex drive. That's, that is totally normal. And there will come a time and a place for that to be occurring in your body. But if you don't want it to be normal and you want to have more sex with your partner, then it's okay to not accept a low sex drive as normal. And there are things that you can do about it. There may be more things than just your hormones that are going on. And there could be many reasons why you are not having a sex drive. So tune into that next episode. But thank you guys for listening. If you have any other questions about sexual health, or just overall health and wellness, feel free to DM me at Tatiana Britton on Instagram and Dawn at a new Dawn Wellness on Instagram. We will see you guys next week. Bye.